What's up, listeners? Thank you for tuning in to All Things Boston. It is Thursday, September 3rd. You already know that song, September by Earth, Wind, and Fire. Play that right now when you're done listening to this because it's a perfect song. September, Earth, Wind, and Fire. So I just got back from an awesome brain vacation. I went up to the White Mountains. I stayed in Lincoln at the Country Bumpkins Campground, and I had an amazing time. It was um, so relaxing, so chill. It was everything that I needed it to be. Um, I could have, you know, brought some shit with me that would have helped me out a lot along the way, but it's all good. Um, you know, now I know better. And that's the thing about hiking. Like the more you hike, the more knowledge you gain and the more experience you'll take with you on your next hike. And, you know, I get there, it's like, it's beautiful weather. The mountains are high. You know, it's funny. Everyone thinks like there's something going on with me. Are you right? You need to talk. I don't fucking, this is the most healthiest thing I can do. And that's the problem with society. Like you see someone doing something healthy for themselves and they think it's like a, like they're, they're, they're ill. I'm not ill, man. I think every person should have this type of like solo getaway for themselves to just enjoy it and be peaceful. Granted, you know, don't use those two days to go get sloshed and make bad decisions. I didn't do that. I went on like a healthy ass getaway where I got to not have to walk my dog three times a day, um, be, you know, in my apartment with my fiance working from home and school. I was able to just do exactly what I wanted to do. I was in bed by like 1030 anyways, and it was a very healthy thing for me. And for the people that kind of think that I'm not like something's wrong, that's where you're wrong. You know, it's okay to get away. I recommend anyone, if you're even in like a relationship, um, you, you know, give your girl or your, your husband or whoever your partner is a friggin' few days to themselves. Take care of the kids, take care of the dog, let them go away because those are the times when, you know, you really need it. And right now you need it too with coronavirus and all the crap that's going on. So I loved it. I get there. The mountains are high. It's only two hour drive from Boston. That is nothing. I've sat on 93 a lot longer to get home from Boston to my usually half an hour drive. So it was an easy ride up, beautiful ride up, listened to my podcast, got on the, got on one of the shows, the Kirk Minahan show, which was amazing for me. So the whole day was just tremendous. Stopped by a little cafe, did some work stuff, Wi-Fi was good in Lincoln. And then I got to my campground, set up shop and met some friends out for dinner. It was an amazing time. The hike, holy shit. It was extremely crazy. Like the way up's okay. But for me, you know, you, you're, you're, it's just clouds. And every time I go, there's a shit ton of clouds. It looks like you're stuck in like, a, like last time it rained and it was cloudy. So it's miserable. This time it was just cloudy, but you can see the wind just blowing through the, the mountaintops as you're up there. And this just breeze is just, oh my God. It is the most rejuvenated feeling to have this cold breeze just coming at you I, I just can't describe it. It, it, it it cures all wounds you know the sweatiness of being you know going up the hill and then you finally get to the top you're like oh my god like i i feel like batman 
you know, over the top of Gotham City when the wind was just blowing at me and I was just in the zone. I kept walking. I missed. So I did the Liberty Springs hike, which gets you up to Mount Liberty. And then you, you hit the Franconia Ridge. And the ridge is, I think, the easiest part of the hike because it's just, you know, you're just going over the mountaintops and the view's great. The breeze is great. It's just super comfortable. And, you know, that's what, um, that's what I did. So I just kept going. The weather started to break and the sun came out and I could just see to like, I could see to Canada. That's how high I was. And I just kept going. And I got all the way past almost like halfway to the, another mountain, which is on the other side of where I, I needed to be. And I was like, oh shit. And I looked at one guy and I'm like, I, I, is this Mount Lafayette? No, Mount Lafayette was too much. So I actually just blew by the, the mountain. And then, you know, you stop by the hut, the way down sucks. And I'll explain that in a second. And then, you know, my friend was like, yeah, you just walk the bike trail back to your car. And that was the most hardest part. I was going delusional. I was making songs up about myself to get myself motivation, um, rapping to myself. Like you, I, you hit that little level of psychosis after 10 hours of hiking and it gets a little, little, little squirrely. But again, I, I wouldn't take that back for anything. I, it's day two of my healing. I got hiker's knee. Uh, which was a friggin' new diagnosis for me, but that's, you know, less, again, lesson learned. I'm gonna buy those poles. Anytime you do a hike like that, it's the downhill that actually kills you. So going downhill, um, down all those rocks, and uh, that's what kicked my ass. So I'm, I'm buying the poles next time I go hiking. That should help at least add some compression to those um, knees. But overall, it was great. I got away. I, I friggin' brought my iPad. I, I drew a little bit, so I made some cool sketches. I wrote, I journaled, I haven't even like wrote about this, um, the hike at all because I've been exhausted the last two days and my knees are swollen, I've been icing them, but regardless, it was worth it, it was an amazing time and I, you know, anyone that listens to this podcast, you need to take some time, tell your wife, you know what, honey, going away, going on a trip, um, I'm going to let you do the same, but you, I need this right now from you, I need the space and that's what my girl was. She was super cool. She let me go. And, uh, and I went, I mean, I fell asleep. Uh, I had a, the first night was tough cause I couldn't get the fire going. And this cool couple next to me gave me like a hot log to just kind of get the fire going with it. Second night I was a monster at like six o'clock when I got back, just got the fire going. I had the fire going up until like 10 30. And then I watched, um, the Patriot as I went to bed. I don't know why, but I didn't even get to finish it. I just put that on to help me sleep. The Wi-Fi at the campground was incredible, which is kind of like the opposite of really camping, but whatever. I'm by myself. I might as well watch a little Hulu while I'm in my tent to try to pass out. Uh, but again, amazing time. It was, a, it was much needed. I'm so much higher in spirits. I, now I know why people go camping, people hike. It is, uh, it's just so, and then you get home and you lay in your bed and it's just like, Oh my God, you never realized how comfortable your bed was until you um, you get delay in it again after sleeping on the ground and being freezing. I've slept literally the last two days straight. I've slept so much. Goes to show how underslept I was while I was camping. But again, it was, it's I recommend it, guys. Don't let your life pass you by. Take the time to, to do some shit, do some experiences and, you know, find experiences that don't involve drinking. 
you know, I didn't have one drink. I had a, a tall boy ginger ale and it felt like I was drinking, uh, you know, Treehouse Julius. Like it, it still tasted delicious. It still had a shit ton of calories and I didn't wake up feeling like dog shit. Um, and I'm noticing the changes too. I'm noticing how much energy I have, how much shit I want to get done. And this is perfect for me because summer's over and it's time to kind of dial back in. So the, this little, this little sober September thing, um, is much needed. So besides that, um, you know, there's really a lot going on with politics. I, you know, Trump's once again, does a horrible, 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 horrible interview when it comes to, um, showing empathy. And for me, it's hard to defend him in situations like that, you know, to, I just don't know. Like, it's like he, his brain sometimes misses a piston and just fires out some stupid shit. Like, you know, a cop shooting someone seven times and not really following the best protocol is not missing a putt. I've missed every putt I've ever made. And that's common. That's not a choke. Yes. Is uh, Tiger Woods doing that in the 18th hole? Uh, for to win the Masters, yes, that's a choke. But to to kind of generalize it again, he's trying to find brevity and humor, but it's just not the way to do it. Um, but at least he's somewhat admitting though that the cops are in the wrong for shooting someone seven times. I don't think anyone should be shot seven times. Um, there's using your gun as self-defense, but seven times is using it for deadly force and. It just needs to, you know, again, we don't know what these cops go through. We don't know what these, um, the, again, things can change in a New York minute. And that's what happens with these situations. So I give, um, I have empathy for the police officers on the scene. I don't think their intentions are to gun down um, African-Americans or minorities. But um, yeah, there's there's some people that, you know, they, they can't handle that, that, um you know, those, those, those times when you need to make that, that split second decision is a lot of people that can't, um, a lot of people that just kind of, um, they impulse, uh, do things, whether it's with, uh, police officers or just anything. And it, unfortunately those are poor performers. And the only way to, to, to cure that is to teach mindfulness. I, I think to, to have people kind of be, um, present rather than um, impulsive or let their emotions trigger uh, mindfulness, emotional intelligence. That's something that kind of needs to be taught more with the police force, which, you know, also goes to like, instead of defunding the police, how about starting these programs, which teaches police uh, better um, response measures rather than um, using the gun, maybe fucking karate chop to the neck or, uh, maybe the tasers just aren't strong enough. I mean, every time this happens, you see the tasers just not working. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I'd, I'd rather have someone like, um, you know, I don't know. It, it's, it's tough because tasers can kill people too. And we need to start thinking a little more um, together on trying to help the police in a situation like that and to help the, um, the, the criminal as well, regardless of the criminal, again, what values of life? I understand this man has a record and he did rape someone and that should play into the fact that he has issues with his own self-behavior. So as a cop, you must be aware in that situation 
and we need to remember that those stories kind of um, get uh, swept under the rug when people just see the shooting and they react to the, the cops but you don't see you know what a cop's kind of reading himself into when he gets to the scene of the crime if you see that this person's a violent criminal you're going to have your hand on your gun a little closer because you don't know what this person might do um, a lot of these people that are criminals are mentally ill they have um they will they or they're they don't want to go back to jail um the criminal justice system you know take it for what it is you know if you're facing 30 to life um and you're on parole some people would rather um kill to get away and as a cop yeah you need to be mindful and be prepared there's just a lot of on the table and you know it doesn't help when our president compares it to a uh, missed uh, golf shot but again that's trump he's he's off the he's not polished but that resonates with his base and for everyone that tries to get angry at his behavior you clearly don't understand how to work your fan base and it's a fan base these are people that are obsessed with him they are they they eat up everything he does and when he plays it's when it's almost like um you know if you're a van halen fan and you know you start off with eruption people are gonna go nuts well his eruption is just fucking plain whatever the base is i don't know what the trump fan base eruption is maybe it's uh build the wall or whatever but he's gonna do what he's gonna do we've i brought this up the other day and i want to have my friend on the show because he is um anti-trump and pro-biden i'm not defending trump but i'm trying to make a little more understanding of why he acts the way he does and the way he acts the way he does is like any social media influencer or anything they are doing it for the attention because this is what you have to do to stay relevant in the media i think um trying to think what celebrity compared themselves to him but you know they you kind of need to keep doing outrageous stunts so you're constantly talked about if you don't your approval rating goes down you know and then it, it, the american psyche is just like all right next thing like you don't see me too being brought up now now it's black lives matter or the sh- there's you know a shooting that happened three months ago that isn't even in the america's psyche now it's the new shooting um so for these you know, if you're managing, you know, if you're an influencer or you're managing or you're a celebrity or you're a politician, you need to keep yourself relevant. And unfortunately, you know, the president's getting coached good or bad. Just keep doing what you're doing because it keeps people talking about you. And if they keep talking about you, then whether it's polarizing or not, you're still a subject that comes up, which makes you popular. Whether it's bad pop uh, publicity or good, they view it as a positive. So there's a lot to go over with sports. Unfortunately, the Bruins, while I was away, they sucked. Um, not surprised. You lose your starting goalie, and then you just lose everything. So you know it is what it is. Um, a team that had a lot of talent this year just got crushed by the coronavirus. Um, totally understand. You know, you lose to Garask and he does his mysterious thing, and th- that, you know what? Put that up as a coronavirus casualty the you might have not killed someone but there's some mental health stuff like you know whatever's going on in Tuka's family 
that had an effect from Corona due to COVID. So, um, you know, I watched that first game. It looked good. And then, you know, it just, they just kind of fell apart and it is what it is. Um, it was a good season, but everything right now has an asterisk. I am pumped though on the Celtics. Uh, they look really good. I really think they can make a run for it. Um, they got another game on, um, today at six 30, which I'm very excited to watch. It's a, it's, it's, it's a home game like that matters, but, um, they look great and they had a last minute win yesterday. Um, and I'm excited to see what they're going to do tonight. They're up two nothing on the Raptors, which is a solid team. And I think, uh, we'll win tonight. Uh, we have to say Kemba Walker was a huge addition to this team. He was the missing link. It, it makes everything just click better. You let the young kids like Jalen Brown and, um, you know, all the other, you know, you got Marcus Smart who's been stepping it up. You know, the team's just, um, just killing it. And I'm really pumped for their uh, run. This is something I have more excitement with. Jason Tatum, again, another monster who... We look back at the the Fultz, um deal with the 76ers, and we we won the shit out of that draft, uh, making those those moves. So um, all you need is just to get you know get through this month. Hopefully we get our guy Hayward back, um, but they're still playing well without him. And Taco Fall is even getting some action. So it's exciting to uh, you know watch this team, and I'm excited. I'm excited for what what is to come in this playoff run. So I also am looking at the Lakers right now. I believe they're going to be playing the, I don't know, some, something's going on with the NBA playoffs where there's a last minute, um, win game seven, which, you know, crushed, uh, the, the thunder, the Rockets won. So, um, and then we got the heat versus the Bucks. So that's another exciting series. Um, and then, you know, I don't like to talk about it because it's been such a, a sad state of affairs. But, you know, we have our team, the Boston Red Sox. They're just trading everybody. Uh, Pilar went. I don't know if they just retaliated against Pilar because of his, um, you know, because of what he said regarding the Black Lives Matter movement. I don't know. But, um, you know, he's gone. Moreland's gone. Um, they're pretty much just trading the whole team this is I mean I said this before the season started this is a huge rebuilding year you lose you're 12 and 25 right now it's just embarrassing I'm actually glad that you know we haven't this isn't a full season because it'd be a lot worse this team is just so bad and the Mookie Betts trade looks even worse right now for the Red Sox it's um it's just bad. We should have just paid him an extra whatever it was and kept him around. Um, you can't just rely on, you know, <laughs> Bogart's endeavors to um, save your ass. It's just not going to happen. So, um, I don't know, man. It makes me sick, but it is what it is. You know, you just try to get through this season. You try to find some, some bright spots. Um, Chris Sale and Eduardo Rodriguez obviously fucked up a lot of games for us too um and you know the pitching was just terrible you know it's i'm looking at the padres they look like they got an awesome team and um you know we sent Moreland to the padres you know we're just making some moves for them and it's good to watch baseball uh we talked about how the coronavirus had a huge effect on that but i'm sitting here now looking at it like 
the first two weeks, everyone's freaking out. And now, you know, it's pretty normal. And I think that's the way that the football needs to look at it. College football, like Big Ten, get your shit together. Reopen your season. It's no coincidence that the, the, the colleges that voted against starting are leaning towards a, the Democrats. Democrats who just want to shut down everything and watch the world go in flames because of the election. You got to reopen, you know, you got to get the season back on, man. Um, so, you know, it, it's, uh, it's just crazy. So, and again, with the Patriots, we let go of uh, Mohamed Sanu. That's another guy who did not show up last year, drove Brady insane, and I think Belichick was just kind of like, yeah, dude, like, not even worth it, and you got to cut your losses, because I heard Gunnar Oskowski is doing well, so they want to keep him on the roster, and, you know, Edelman, you hope he's going to last you 18 games, but you got a young kid like him who has the has the, the, the same body frame as, you know, Danny Amendola and Edelman, all these people that fit that mold. Um, of what a slot receiver can be on the Patriots, and you got to keep him around because you already got a big guy like Nikhil Harry. You don't need another big guy like Sanu, um, and you know you can always pick him up on waivers or get another guy on you know some sort of trade on the way down. I'm excited for football season. It sucks not seeing any um, any of the scrimmages or preseason games. Not like it really matters, but it's nice to just see football on TV. Uh, but you know. The way that Belichick gushes over Cam Newton, it's exciting. I'm I'm very excited to see Cam in um, the silver, red, and blue uniform. And football is almost like a week away, so this is exciting. Everyone's fantasy leagues are getting all hyped up. And Fournette just went over to the Bucks, so the Bucks look good, man. It's like, how do you not like this team um, with Brady on the Bucks? Like, how can you root against Tom's team? It's just the way he's creating this team is going to be insane and they're going to be hard to beat. If Gronk's going to play like Gronk, you're going to have some serious, serious issues with this team. And it's going to break a lot of hearts in New England, especially it's almost like this like Mookie trade, seeing Mookie hitting home runs on the Dodgers. You see Brady throwing touchdown passes to Gronk. It's going to, you're going to be sick. You're going to be sick to your stomach. And, um, you know, that is what it is. You got to move on. And Brady needed some space. He clearly hated Belichick. His wife hated Belichick. They needed to, you know, switch it up. And that kind of shit needed to happen. Um, and I hope everyone's successful in the end. And um, that that's the way it goes, you know. Um, so, besides that, I just wanted to do a couple things. I got into, like making pizzas so i ended up first making my own dough i bought like a pizza making kit it was cool i added like honey and you know salt it's super easy to make dough the dough part was pretty simple and you know i got that and i made a decent pizza and then you know i I realized i didn't have a pizza cutter so i ordered that on amazon and then i realized i didn't and then my friend's like you need to get a pizza stone so long story short i Instead of, I skipped the whole dough making process and I ended up getting, um, I ended up getting the just pre-made dough at Roche Brothers. It was like a dollar ninety-nine. I got like two things of that. And I did one on a sheet pan and did one on my pizza stone and it actually came out really good. So 
Um, I don't know why the hell I spent all this time making, um, just doing frozen pizza. Like, frozen pizza sucks. And I don't know why I spent all this time in a coronavirus. I should have just been making my own. But, you know, coronavirus has taught me some lessons. And especially with cooking, that's one of them. Um, so go and get, you know, a pizza stone. It's like 30 bucks on Amazon. Preheat the stone. You want it to be like 450, 475, 500. And then you want to, here's another thing you might have to buy. You might have to buy the thing that slides the pizza on the stone. So cutter, pizza stone, and then the pizza uh, spatula. And then you're golden. You just get dough. You make your own sauce. Make your own toppings. I made a barbecue chicken pizza last night. Came out ridiculously good. Um, and you're golden. So that's my new food tip. The other thing is I tried out HelloFresh last week. That was really cool. You know, for I think it's like 60 bucks, you get like two, uh, three meals. The meals are incredible. Like they teach you some stuff that I would have never known how to make. Like I've never made a sherry shallot sauce like that was and then you put it over the steak and it was like with sour cream and butter and it was just amazing then you got um no i made uh, a paella which came out so good and then the other one was another steak dish with like potatoes and my fiance had no issue cooking it and she's obviously cooking is not her specialty but with hello fresh she did an amazing job with that so i give her credit on making that kind of stuff and for going out to eat haven't really been doing the food stuff. I've actually been cooking a lot more at home. But I do want to get out and try some new restaurants, which I'll, I'll bring up in the pod. I'll, I'll have a, a rating system with that. Um, we are planning on going to Plymouth on Sunday, and I want to try this new place. I think it's called the Rye Tavern. It's some sort of place. It's like one of the oldest roads in America, and there's a restaurant at the end of it. And I plan on going there, so I'll give you guys a little bit of a, my take on that place. Besides that, um, hope everyone has a great week, and I'll try to have more pod. If I can get someone on the show, uh, do an interview with them, I might drop that later this week. But thanks for listening. Everyone have a good week. Be safe. Talk to you later. Peace.